Hi, welcome to Radiant New Life Ministries podcast. We're so happy you could join us today. If you need to reach us for anything, you can reach us at info at radiantnewlife.com. You also can follow us on Facebook at Radiant New Life. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Username is Radiant New Life. Again, thank you very much for joining us, and our podcast will be starting shortly. Hey, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful week. This is Eric with Radiant New Life Ministries. I'm so happy that I can come to you this week and, and have a little talk and give you some insight, ministry, um, you know, whatever the Lord has put upon us during the week. You know, one thing is we had a fire and glory night at the River Church here in Panama City on Friday night, and it was a, a wonderful time. Some prophetic words came out, some direction from God in, in my own personal life and ministry. But, you know, one thing that we need to do is get back to the basics. And that is we, as the church, we've kind of lost our identity. We, we've allowed the world and the society, I guess you'd say, to describe who we are, what we need to do, how do we run our churches. I know some states, you know, they were, they were threatening out there to have the pastors put in their sermons, turn in their sermons, uh, and so they could look over them and tell them if they were okay to preach that Sunday or not. I mean, this is where we've come into a rut. This is where we've come into a problem. And a lot of it deals with identity. The church needs to find its identity once again. You know, there are several places in the Bible that that even Jesus would give examples of what our identity is. You know, he, he's, he came so that we could have him as an example, but he came also to show us our authority and our identity. You know, Jesus stood up to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he didn't allow what they were trying to do. And actually, what they were trying to do with the church at that time really upset him. And he, you can see that one point in time after the great triumphal entry, he goes into the temple and scatters everything and, and makes a whip and whips people and gets them out because they were, they were defiling the house of God. And a lot of times, if we do not understand our identity, we're going to allow society to switch us and to, 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 into teaching certain messages. You know what? Getting away from this because it's so-called, well, it's not right. It's too harsh or nobody will like it or understand it. So what we're trying to do then is we're trying to get us to conform to what society wants us to do. And that's a problem. You know, that is a problem with today is a lot of a lot of churchgoers do not know what their identity is. That's why they're they they walk out, they act exactly like the world, they come into service and they want the feel-good messages and you know it makes them feel good and fuzzy and they walk out. What about conviction? What about allowing the Holy Spirit to bring conviction in order for us to get ourselves to repent? Oh, that word repent, not in today's world. Repenting is necessary. You know, there are some even out there with the hypergrace movement that will take a look at 1 John 1 9, which, you know, and, and, and which talks about we should be um, to repent of our sins and he's just to forgive us of our sins. So basically, they're saying, well, that doesn't belong to the church. But yet, 
the whole thing about first John is he talks to the church. So one scripture out of first John that tells us we need to repent and get God to forgive us of our sins was not written for us, but written for an unbeliever. I don't understand that. So John, you know, basically they're, they're, they're allowing misquotation of scripture and saying, well, it doesn't conform to us because we're once saved, always saved. We've got the hyper grace message. We can do what we want to do as long as we're happy. And that is so far off of what the actual identity of a believer needs to be. We're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be examples of the kingdom. If we're walking according to the world and doing as the world does, then how are we an example to what the kingdom of God really is like? We're supposed to shine bright. The word says that as darkness, you know, light cannot overtake the dark. I mean, correction, darkness cannot overtake the light, but light overtakes the darkness. We're the light of the world. We're not supposed to be. It talks about do not conform to this world, but renew our minds in the, in the word of God, you know, on, on a daily basis. Well, if we renew our minds in the word of God, that means we're not going to act like the world because we're going to start putting on what Christ is really like and start walking around like Christians, which is important. You know, Christ, when he came and Jesus, when he did in signs, wonders and miracles, that was an example for us. We're supposed to go out. We're told to go out, lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Well, if we don't know our identity, are we going to see things recover? No, because we're going to be too scared because we're going to be like, eh, maybe it happens if it doesn't work. We're going to be too worried about what the world has to say rather than what our God has to say. And our Lord says that lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. That means we have to partner with the Holy Spirit who was sent to help to guide us and lead us and do all this stuff. But if we don't know our identity, we don't know what authority we have through Jesus Christ, then we're never going to go out and do signs, wonders, and miracles because we're going to be too afraid when the enemy stands up and says, ha, 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 that didn't work. Rather than us taking a stand and going, you know what, devil? Hush. Hush. Because no matter who I pray for, the kingdom of God is being put into them. And the Lord, because all we got to do is plant the seeds and reap the harvest. It says that the Father will bring the increase. So we need people to plant the seeds. We need people to water seeds. Allow the Lord to bring the increase of that seed. And then next to what? The harvest. But sometimes we can get so harvest minded that we miss planting a seed in somebody's life or watering a seed that has already been planted. And we miss it. Why? Because we allow fear and everything is worried about too much about the harvest. And the harvest is important. Don't get me wrong. But so is planting. You can't have a harvest if you don't have people planting seed. You can't go out and do signs, wonders, and miracles when you don't know who you are in Christ and you act like the world. Jesus, of all things, calls us his friends. The Father says that we are heir to the throne of God. We are ambassadors. We, you know, it, it, there's so much in the New Testament alone that you can go through and find out if you're having an identity crisis, go through the Word of God and look and see what does the Word of God say about me? You know, the Lord even said that God Almighty says that we were, we were wonderful. Um, we were perfectly created. We're wonderfully made. You know, in His eyes, there is no flaw. In His eyes, He sees us as pure and wonderful, as a creation that he created. He molded us 
in the womb of our mother's belly. You know, he created us. He knew us before the foundations of the world. That's got to say a lot. But we have an identity crisis. We allowed fear to enter our churches instead of us casting out fear. We've allowed hatred to enter our churches instead of love. We've allowed sin to enter our pulpits when we're supposed to be putting on the code of righteousness. We've allowed a bunch of milk-fed Christians to walk out in a world full of ravenous wolves when they need to be eating the meat of the word and learning how to stand strong when the enemy comes to attack. It's time once again we decide to sit there and say, Father, I repent. As I talked about last time, about repentance, it comes from a place even with true humility where, you know, it's surrender. We have to get back to that place again where we fully surrender ourselves to God and say, Lord, I am all in. I know who I am in Christ. I know that Jesus, you took, when you were raised from the dead, you brought forth the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and you have passed all authority because you said that we can use your name and that by the mention of your name alone, the things in the heavens, the earth, and under the earth have to bow their knee. Oh, again, through the name of Jesus, things in the heavens, the earth, and under the earth have to bow. That speaks authority. So when you're praying for somebody and you use in the name of Jesus, whatever is ailing that person has to bow its knee. That is authority. And it's been given to you and I. Not just the fivefold ministers, every single one of us. We've been given that authority to stand up, to do what Christ did, to go out, lay hands on the sick, and watch them recover. I think, again, when I go out and pray for people, I like to go, Holy Spirit, you're ready to go to work. Let's go to work. Why? Because it gets rid of my mind that it's, that it's me that has to go out and to do this stuff. Because it's not. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work. Jesus said, I am sending you a comforter, a helper, a teacher, da-da-da-da-da. He sent us the Holy Spirit to work, to do the things of the kingdom. All we have to do, it's so easy, folks. All we have to do is walk up to somebody. And if we don't even know what to say, say, Holy Spirit, give me the utterance. And then we just have to put our hand on somebody and pray in the name of Jesus. Whatever the pain is, I command all pain to go in the name of Jesus. I command whatever it is to be healed in the name of Jesus. And the word says, they shall be healed. But it takes you, it takes me, it takes the church 
to realize once again the authority and the identity that has been given to us. We're called ambassadors of heaven. Well, that means we need to act like heaven because that's what ambassadors do. They represent the country that they were sent from. So us being a saved, we're ambassadors of heaven. So that means we need to start acting like ambassadors of heaven and stop being like the world because the world is going downhill quickly. And it is time for the church to rise up and take its place as we once were. Vibrant, fruitful, going after the things of God, seeing joy movements breaking out, seeing the Holy Spirit breaking out into churches. When I was raised, that was a normal Sunday morning to see things, signs, wonders, and miracles. Things have changed since then. Some pastors I know um, say that they don't even want the Holy Spirit involved in their church. Because if things broke out, they wouldn't know how to control it. And they would rather teach the word, the, the milk of the word, um, where they would have to bring people from where it is up here for the, the, the meat, but bring it everything down here for the meat, for the milk of the word, because they don't want to offend people. The spirit of offense is wreaking havoc through our churches. It's time we stand up and say no more. It's time we put on our identity and fight for the kingdom of God. Again, I, do, I said before, there's a lot of people out there that are suffering, that are dying, going to hell. When we as the church could have done something about it, we could have been out there speaking the gospel changing things but we've decided to take a back seat to all society and that has to stop there are movements out there today that should have never started if it wasn't for the church but they did because the church took a back seat and said well things are supposed to get tough things are supposed to go downhill before the coming of the lord so i guess this is the way it needs to be no, it does not. As long as we, the church, are here in this world, we're supposed to make change. We're supposed to be the life. We're supposed to be the light. So therefore, things shouldn't get in, be getting darker if the church is doing its job and spreading the light. We as the church can take back our cities from rioters, from the things that are uh, causing oppression. We as the church, if we rise up, can get presidential candidates in office who stand behind godly views rather than those that want to kill babies, take things away from the church, and, and persecute the church. It's time to wake up. It's time to get motivated. It's time to learn your identity once again, body. It is time for us to mobilize, get into the streets, start being the light, start being the church once again, and watch what God will do. Until next time, God bless.